Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. Good morning, everyone. I have Ashley Mostaller. Did I say that right? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Or, or Ashmo on this call. Can I just call you Ashmo for the rest of this podcast? That's fine. That's what everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley is here in Northeast Ohio. She's a real estate agent. And I just wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Tell, tell us when you started in real estate. Um, I started early this year. I got licensed at the end of January. Um, I got into real estate because it's funny, like, I how are you going to solve a problem in Florida when you don't live in Florida anymore? Right. <laughs> but um, when I lived in Florida, um, I was actually manager of Buffalo Wild Wings and half my staff was homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like helping people with um, their, like they were staying in like long stay hotels. And uh, I had a couple people on my couch for a little bit and it got to the point where we were actually worried that we wouldn't be able to afford to live there anymore either because um, I saw all of our neighbors rents going up like 400, 500 bucks after COVID um, and we make pretty good money. And so I decided to come home. I'm originally from Ohio, grew up in Medina. And um, I just figured if I was going to solve the problem or try to solve the problem, I should try and do it from the inside. Okay. So so you got got, your license in Ohio, then you didn't get it in Florida, but Florida was what inspired you to get your license. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would eventually like to maybe get a dual license, um, you know, here and in Florida. Uh, That's a great idea. I know a ton of agents that do that. Yeah. And because, I mean, there's people that I know there now that are still struggling and it's like, you know, so what was your goal? I have a saver complex. (laughs) I mean, that's a good complex to have, I think. But so what would you do? What was your idea? Like, you know, you were experiencing all these people coming along in hardships and we both know that the Florida market is crazy. So what was your idea when you came home to get your real estate license? Like, was it with that goal in mind to help house people who needed housing or was it just the inspiration for you to start a different career? Um, Kind of a little bit of both um, because I have Buffalo Wild Wings has taken over my life. Um, I started with the one Medina from 2001 to 2008, moved to Florida, was like, never again. And then ended up in Buffalo Wild Wings again. And I'm actually there now two days a week. Yeah. Oh, really? So what area are you yeah. servicing right now, both for real estate and like, where do you live? Um, so I live in Monroe Falls, but I work okay. in Medina. Um, I just went back there because it's, it's crazy. After 14 years, there's still people that still work there. So obviously it's a great place to work. Okay. Um, So you still have connections after so many years. I mean, that's great for real estate too. I mean, that's the sphere related business. Well, and marketing wise, actually, if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and Banana, you might find a coaster with my face on it. (laughs) What a great idea. Are you the manager? Nope. Nope. I just Just talked into it. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I love it. Okay. Okay. So you Um, just got licensed this year. 
Um, yeah. but you're a mom too. So tell me about your family life, your family situation. Um, I have a husband, four dogs and two kids. Uh, so that's a lot. <laughs> tell me about your little ones. Um, I have a 14 year old and 11 year old. Um, okay. the move was a, a little bit hard and actually COVID was really hard too. And one of the reasons why I thought real estate was a good idea, um, was because yes, we can work a lot of hours as far as like searching for homes and going on, um, like showings and things like that, but we still have the flexibility to be able to get the kids to school and make sure that I block off time to go pick up the kids if I need to, because um, we haven't actually experienced it much here, which is great. But when my daughter was in middle school in Florida, I would have to leave work a lot because she was getting bullied and she had anxiety and she was um, just having a hard time. And so uh, when I came here, I didn't want to have to be put in a position where I wasn't going to be home if she needed me. Right. So even even with working at Buffalo, I was only do two days, and I make yeah, sure that, that I'm available for my kids. Yeah. So you said that since she's been back here, she hasn't been experiencing that as much, and that that's honestly fantastic. And do you think yeah. that the I know you said the mood was hard, but do you think it was almost a relief for your kids because of that? Um, well, there was a lot of reasons why we moved. Um, I think the increase in rent was the last straw, but we had been talking right. about it for years because we were not impressed with the school system in Florida. And when we brought it up to, you know, we, my daughter was in the gifted programs and they were told, we were told that this was the best school for her to be in. And she was getting bullied every day and pushed around and food thrown at her and nobody was doing anything. Did you talk and to so, the school and they were doing nothing still? Yeah. I talked to the school all the time. And um, I, I cannot speak highly enough for the school district that I am in, Stone Monroe Falls, right now. Um, when we first moved here, they noticed that my daughter was having a little bit of a hard time adjusting. We also found out that she had like walking, um, walking mono or something. Like she had, yep. uh, so she was sleeping in class all the time. <laughs> okay. And so, like, they, they gave me the resources, the help, like, you know, we're always just very much involved in learning. She's in high school this year and it's like, she's a different person. Like she's going to homecoming. I never, she is like this anti, she's like Daria from MTV. Like I did not <laughs> think that she even looks like her. Like we watched the show because I know she can relate to her yes. and um, it's been amazing. And, and real estate has really helped me be there. You know, like I can keep her from school. I can take her late if she oversleeps. Like it's, the first year is hard and I haven't made as much money as I've wanted to, but I think that I'm also doing better than most. And I don't know if that's an egotistical thing to say, but no, not at all. I've I had... think that's a proud thing to say. I mean, there's yeah. a lot what is it? What's the rule? Is it um, 10% of the agents do 90% of the work. And if you're in your first year and you feel confident that you're doing better than probably 90% of other agents, I mean, that's fantastic. I'm glad you feel that way. You should. Yeah. You're doing good. Yeah. So <laughs> It, I mean, and it's only been three sales, but like my first, I mean, it was my mom, but right. <laughs> my first sale was like a $400,000 house. So like that's, that it was your involved. mom. That's your sphere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how new agents, I feel like as a, as a brand new agent, especially as a mom, you guys should be working your sphere. You should be calling, you know, the uh, kids 
parents, your your kids' friends' parents. You should be calling yeah. people at the school, connecting with people's school, your mom, your friends. I mean, and I know you just moved back and you still have some connections here, but that's how new real estate agents are going to get business without investing thousands of dollars in leads that they don't yeah. know how to convert yet because they don't have the experience. You know what I mean? So that's great. So you've had three deals since January. Yeah. What's your projection looking like for like the next six months to a year? Do you see yourself growing and doing more? Do you have more things in your pipeline? Where are you at with that? Yeah, I, um, I actually have a lot of people and I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. And I'm still trying to, um, I'm giving them lender information to like, you know, hey, talk to them and let, you know, let's see what we can do. But a lot of people are waiting till tax season because they think they need a certain amount of money for a down payment. Um, which yep. isn't necessarily true because there are plenty of programs out there that have down payment assistance. And um, so I do have some good relationships with some lenders that I'm, you know, Hey, like just talk to them and see what you need. Like right. don't stay in a situation that you don't want to because you're right. You don't think you have enough money. Um, but actually my job has been a source of, there's like three people right now that um, they're just tired of their apartments. They don't want to live there anymore. Um, you know, and their lease ends up, uh, ends next year. Um, I've got another person that I used to work with, excuse me, and I don't work with anymore. And she's going to be listing her house next year. Um, uh, I've got another friend that I'm thinking in the next few months, there's some things that they want to do to fix it up, but it's, um, a friend of my daughter's mom. Exactly. And they, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, it's actually been it's kind of great because like you come back and you worry that you're not going to have the support system in place. And then you kind of realize it's, it's there. Like it is. And you're lucky because your kids are a little older, right? I mean, mine are one and two completely dependent on me. Like I can't leave them home for an hour and go show a home because I just can't, they're too young. So, you know, I think you came in to real estate at a good time with your kids a little bit older than that baby phase where they're like very, very dependent on you. So that that's nice too. And you know, I was going to say something that I do with lenders, and I don't know if if this is something you would ever consider, but when I want to get somebody talking to a lender so that they can hear their options, I ask them and I very specific with the words that I ask them, but I'm like, would you be offended if I put you on a group text with a really great lender who's awesome and just see where you can go with it. And their response is always, well, no, I wouldn't be offended. I'm like, great. Okay. I mean, it's how you ask. Right. And so then I put them on a group text with my lender, who's Tori McKim with Union Home Mortgage, shout out Tori. And I put them (laughs) on a group text and, and then, and then I let the lender and the client move forward from there. And I step back and it's been really, really helpful getting more people started, getting them streamlined, letting them hear their options is by like introducing with that group text. So I don't know if that's something you do, but idea. Well, and I think that it's a good idea and I haven't done it so far because I feel like, um, when it's unknown and you're scared, even when somebody's giving you the options, you're going to, you put it off. I do the same thing. Like right Right. now, you know, they messed up our Ohio state taxes and I need to call H and R block. It's been three days. Like, Oh man. (laughs) You know, like when there's, when there's unknown things that you don't know about. And that, and I think that's one of the reasons too, why I never thought that I'd be able to own a home, you know? And so like, it just, that dream always seems so far out of reach. And then once I realized that I could, like, I was like, how many other people feel that way? How many other people think that this is not something that they could ever do? And they can. Right. And it can change their life. It's the American dream. Technically, homeownership is the American dream. And there's so much misinformation out there about 
just being a homeowner in general or owning real estate, you know, a lot of people just think that they're going to rent forever because they don't have all this cash to put 20% down or, or whatever it may be. And, you know, we're in the shift right now, this, this, the shift, right? And so yeah. we're starting to see, you know, instead of sellers having 20 offers to choose from and people paying 50,000 over list price in this appraisal gap, you know, and I know you weren't in the industry a few years ago, but I mean, it's probably, you probably know, like people used to be able to write offers and write in closing costs to be paid for by the sellers. Right. right. So, I mean, we're starting to shift and I've had a couple of deals in the last couple of months where sellers are paying closing costs again. So I agree. I mean, there's so much misinformation as a, as somebody who never thought that they could buy, you know, you have zero down payment options, you have sellers, seller paid closing cost options. There's special loans for nurses and teachers and EMTs and doctors and any field yeah. out there you can find a special loan for. Right. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited. To, I'm excited actually to be in this shift and, and go back into a more plateaued, like even market. It's going to be great. Yeah. Super excited. I, I bought a house in the not so even market and <laughs> a lot of people was, did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we were in a, you know, specific situation because we were in Florida we bought the house sight unseen for like 20,000 over list price. No inspection. I was like freaking mm -hmm. out the whole time. Do but you regret it now? No, we love our house. Okay. And you know, it's funny because I knew I wanted a house, but my driving force this time, like, cause we had tried to buy a house like five years earlier and it fell through. But um, my sister dog had puppies and we knew that we were not going to be able to find an apartment in Ohio that would allow three dogs. So right. Like, we have to buy a house. We have to have. Well, you have more dogs than kids. So, yeah, yeah, now we have four. <laughs> so, so, I kind of want to redirect here. You know, something that you said to me before we jumped on this podcast was um, a career that you had in your previous life before uh, real estate. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about that and how you got into that. I, I'm assuming we're talking about stand up comedy and that. We are. <laughs> tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. No, I'm just tell oh. me about it. <laughs> okay. So, and it's actually like we didn't even get into the. Okay. So, it actually all started, and this is going to be a long winded story that I'll try to make sure I'll try to tell it's bad. It started from a bad, it started from a bad relationship that ended. And the guy told me that the only reason I stayed with him was because I knew that I couldn't do any better. And I got very angry and I went on plenty of fish because that was the, the thing. That, that was used. the thing. <laughs> yeah. I found the hottest guy I could find and I messaged him and I ended up going out with him and it was a WWE wrestler. Stop. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get into the fun stuff. Um, and he was great. We hung out and um, he kept telling me, you know, I know stage presence and you have it. You should do stand up. And I said, I can't do it. No, nope, 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 nope. And like after months of him, like, no, you need to do it. No, you need to do it. And then giving me like Stephen Pressfield books and like motivational stuff. Yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. And um, I went to the improv and drank a pitcher of beer <laughs> on stage <laughs> and I did it. Was and this before I kids? No, it was during kids, but I had my grandparents to babysit. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, they were they were taken care of. <laughs> what a colorful and, career path you've had, you know, management and stand-up yeah. comedy and like all this stuff. So why did you stop doing it? Because my kids got to the point where it wasn't it's not that it's never okay to be there, but they were they were old enough to notice. 
And mm-hmm. I did not want to be a mom that wasn't there for those kids when they, when they needed me. So right. I took a step back. Um, I will probably get back into it. Um, I'm actually in the process of becoming a surrogate for the second time. Okay. Um, and because of COVID, doing open mics and stuff while pregnant, probably not the greatest idea. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I'll wait. I'll wait till this journey is done. And then I actually, do you remember the TV show Living Single? Not really. I'm not a huge TV fan, but, but yeah. carry on. <laughs> uh, I made I, I met a friend with somebody that actually lives in Cleveland that was on that TV show and is a professional comedian now. And he said that he would help me get back okay. into it. And a stage will give me a, a stage will give me, you know, more marketing for com- uh, or a real estate too. So. Okay. So <laughs> please make sure you reach out to me and let me know the ticket link so I can buy tickets to your first show because I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gotcha. totally there. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. So you said something interesting and I, I want to bounce into it. You said you're going to be a surrogate for the second time. Mm-hmm. So you've done it had, once before. I had twins. So well, I got pregnant like the week COVID happened. Yeah. I had twins two years ago. Holy. And, um, yeah. It was fun. Oh my like I, I say it was fun. It Twins is hard. Twins is really hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm a twin. My mom's a twin. My grandpa's brother's a twin. We actually joked. Like, oh, we're, I'm going to give you twins. And I said, I'll try real hard. And I was not serious. And, <laughs> wow. and they put one in and two came out. Oh, my goodness. And you're going to do it again yeah. for the same person? No, um, I think that they're good with the two. <laughs> um, <laughs> After twins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a couple in Texas. I'm actually flying out um, to their fertility clinic the first week, second week of October. And then. Wow. You are a yeah. saint giving no. people houses that don't have housing, <laughs> being a surrogate. I, you know, I, I can't imagine. I went through IVF myself. It was very yeah. hard for my husband and I to have kids and I went through it twice and I've got two beautiful babies from it, but there were a lot of people alongside me on that journey that just never made it. And so yeah. I, I mean, hats off to you. You, you really are a, a humanist and you care about people. I can I, tell. I, and I do really care about people, but I don't like being, I, I'm not religious, but I do think that if we were all made in God's image, then we should treat people like we're talking to God. You know what I mean? That's a really good thought. Mm -hmm. And so, so I had two kids on accident. (laughs) Why can't I help somebody have them on purpose? That's great. I I love it. Kudos to you. How do your kids feel about this? Oh, they don't want any more siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Is it hard? no. Going through it and, and like giving birth and then never really see a child again. No, well, I do get updates. I get pictures. Um, and I had a really good uh, relationship with the mom. Like I took her to the doctor's, like I drove her. I was really lucky in that fact that she lived 10 minutes down the street from me. Right. So like I was able to take her on appointments with me and we had a really good relationship. And like I said, like, even if I wouldn't get pictures of the kids, like the fact that I helped create a family that wouldn't have been probably would have been enough. Now the fact that I get pictures is a bonus. Like I love seeing, I love seeing the girls. Um, so are they yours? No, I, I, I no. shouldn't say yours. Is it, was it your, um, bi- so biological? No, as far as I know, they don't do that anymore. It's just gestational characters because of the complications that can arise from that as far as custody. And sure. Um, yeah. So like even this time around, not genetically mine at all. And I really, um, 
I just tell myself the whole time, like, they're not mine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just baking a cake in the oven. <laughs> right, right, right. So you basically and, go through almost the very same similar procedures that I go through for IVF. You have to take the shots. You have to build yourself up. You have to take the yeah. progesterone, I'm assuming, shots in the ass. That's, you a, know? that's a fun one. Yeah. Those yeah. needles are Big huge. Big old needle. Uh-huh. I still yeah. have like knots in my upper butt cheeks from those things. They hurt. Yeah. And my <laughs> husband was not doing that. Like, so like it was just me shooting myself with Luke. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. I got lucky. My husband, I mean, he's queasy about it, but he did it every day for, I think three, you have to do it for three months with my clinic here. So kudos to yeah. you. I, I, I love that. I'm glad that you shared that with everybody. I mean, that's yeah. great. So Thank tell you. me about, um, Tell me about a moment in your life, um, and I don't know if you can apply this to the last year or not being in real estate, but just one of your lowest moments, one of the times that you just felt the lowest and how you came through that. Um, Okay, so this is not real estate related, and it might really seem ridiculous, but I'm actually, I'm still kind of struggling with it, and it, it seems so stupid. I was talking to somebody about this. Like four weeks ago, I was having a yard sale and this baby squirrel fell from my tree and smashed his face on the sidewalk. And I called some rehabbers and there was nobody there and I couldn't find any take care. Like, so I Googled stuff, you know? And so like for three weeks, I'm taking care of this little baby and I thought I was doing a good job and she got pneumonia. And so it was either keep her and hope that she gets through it and she'll probably die or I had to surrender her to the vet and they won't give me updates on her because it's a good Samaritan surrender and so it's like this little baby that like I was feeding every two hours and um and I knew it like I knew that squirrels don't squirrels will for the most part 98 percent of the time even if they stay with you for like five months always become wild hormones set in, they want to breed, like you're, you're not going to keep a squirrel. I knew that the plan was never to keep her. And I was even trying to like reach out to rehab to take her anyway. But the way that it happened was that she got sick. And I mean, like I was calling rehabbers and they were all full. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. um, I mean, that's tough. We had a similar thing happen with baby rabbits. So I, I get you. Yeah. So I had to take her to a vet and it was a good Samaritan surrender. So they won't give you updates. So I have no idea what happened to her. Have you had, have you tried to have someone else call the vet and find out what happened or? I mean, they probably, like they even said that this was the second scroll that day. So like they probably wouldn't, they wouldn't know which one you were talking about. (laughs) Okay. Well, I did the same thing and maybe it was probably a different vet, but I was a good Samaritan surrender. Same thing. And I begged them. I said, I just need to know that this animal made it or not. And they said that yeah. I could call and they would tell me. So next time go to a different room. Was this the one in Complain? Yeah, it was. Okay, it's... well then I'm going to call them. <laughs> I would. I would totally call them. For like a week. <laughs> Are you talking about the emergency vet clinic in Copley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. the 24-hour one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, do it. <laughs> and they like they saw me like just like in the car like oh <laughs> the best and worst case scenario because at least somebody knows how to take care of her take care of her but now I know she's sick <laughs> oh my goodness bad. well yeah, call them and then bad. send me an update because now I'm curious I remember when you posted on Facebook and I said just call they'll tell you and yeah I, I think and, they but, and, they, for me. 
And they made a point to tell me that they wouldn't. So it's like now, <laughs> like I'll still try. They probably just don't want you blowing up their phones. But if I were you, I would still yeah. call anyway. So that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So it seems silly, but it's traumatic. I mean, that is a, that is a very traumatic thing. And I, you're right. That's not real estate related. And, but I mean, that's very personal for you. And I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people that would probably jump on that bag when there actually is another agent. I don't know if she listens to the show or not, but I'm going to call her out. Um, her name's Amanda Talkington. Have you heard of Amanda? No, no. Amanda Talkington. Um, she is, uh, with a different brokerage than both of us. And she lives in like Hartville area, Uniontown, I think. And mm -hmm. she is huge in animal advocacy. And so part of her business and her career is actually including like she does quarterly, um, like not fundraisers, but like if she'll partner with a local business that's a uh, rescue or something like that. And, you know, she advertises for them and they advertise for her and she donates part of every commission she closes during that quarter to that that platform. And I know that's helped her grow her business. And it also is very fulfilling for the soul for her. Yeah, that's she, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, even her marketing and her magnets has all of her dogs on it and everything. Aww. So you should put your, and I did take the squirrel. I did take, I, I, I took her to um, a meeting because I had to see her for two hours. Yep. So, hey, I mean, I do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have to wrap up the show, but um, I have, uh, I have one more question for you and I think you know what's coming, but <laughs> you know, this show is called, uh, you know, uh, confessions of a wife mom and realtor and so i have yeah. to ask everybody that comes on the show what's your confession um i was gonna not answer this seriously but now i probably will i just think i think i feel like i'm failing most of the time <laughs> and um sometimes it's outside uh influences just because of what their opinions on motherhood is and you know, there are still people out there that think that when you become a mother, you should give up your life. And I think that by having a life and following my dreams, I'm teaching my kids to do the same. A hundred percent. Well, then I would say that your uh, confession is you're and, probably no, it's you're, and, you're um, battling yourself with it. it. It just feels like that sometimes. Like sometimes you just, you know, like if I was doing enough in real estate, I would be busier. But then I also look at it as, you know, what is it like 80 something, 83% of real estate agents quit within the first year because it's not what they expected it to be. And the fact that I've already gotten, you know, three sales. So it's like, I'm just like really hard on myself. But I also know that when you're juggling so many things, like you're always going to feel like you're failing at something. I hundred percent and mom guilt. So not yeah. only do you have to add in the, the, the feeling of like you're failing all the time, but then you have mom guilt on top of that. And I mean, we all have mom guilt. So yeah. I, I yeah. can imagine, I can imagine. And I know I felt like that. I feel like that all the time. Like I am failing like every day when I leave and I'm done with my day and I pick up my kids, all the only things I can think about is not what I succeeded with that day or what I accomplished that day, but I'm so hard on myself. And I think about what did I not yeah. get done today that I was supposed to get done? Why am I not closing more deals? Why am I not? I mean, it's, it's a constant and I'm a, you know, an icon agent with my company. So, I mean, I do quite a bit of business, but I feel right. like I'm always missing something and I'm, I'm not doing enough. And there's always more that I could be doing. And until I'm there, I'm failing. And then when I get there until I'm at the next point, I'm failing. So yeah. please don't feel alone in that because we're yeah. all there with well, you. And, 
and even with the kids when they you know when they struggle with things like and logically you can go well this struggle is not my fault this is something all middle schoolers go through you know but then you think okay well maybe if I would have been around more when they were kids and I would have you know taught them to cope better with bullying or whatever maybe they wouldn't feel the way that they they feel or maybe they would have more self-esteem and middle school just effing sucks no, it really does. Middle, middle school sucks. My dad called my yeah. middle school the punch palace because there were so yeah. many fights. Middle school just sucks. Yeah. And for girls, I'm not downplaying what boys go through in their own way. But as a girl, I have the girls experience and girls are ruthless, ruthless to each other. I mean, I've read books about this. I got a psychology degree, a four year bachelor's degree in psychology just to try and understand what happened to me growing up in middle school. I mean, it sucks. So plead me, your daughter is not alone and there's nothing else that you can do other than exactly what you're doing right now. hundred percent. Logically. I know that. (laughs) Well, good. Emotionally, not so much. (laughs) Our, Our brains and our hearts don't always speak the same language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm really excited to release this episode. I know that you have a very unique past and history and, and situation, and I wish you the best of luck in the growth of your, your real estate career. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, Make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.